Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show, live in the Key Studios Friday night with you. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Honestly, absolutely catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. We will do a rank them coming up at 1040 this evening. Watching some Braves baseball right now. Braves and Angels, no score here as we are uh, in the bottom of the third inning right now. Of course, Braves have their home Reds on uh, for this evening. So good to see coming right to, out of the All-Star break. We get to watch him in the uh, home Reds. Otani uh, on the mound. He's been pretty filthy thus far. He does have one strikeout or does have one hit that he gave up. I think it was, uh, was it Riley that, uh, that got? Yeah, Riley got the only hit. Uh, he hit a double off of Otani. Otherwise, Otani's had, uh, what's this, uh, eight outs. Uh, five of them have been via the strikeout. So, um, Morton obviously doing his thing as well. Three strikeouts and three innings for him. Has not given up a hit yet. Did give up a walk. So, only 36 pitches for Otani, 46 pitches for Morton. This should be a pretty good pitcher's duel tonight. We'll see if the Braves can get things done. We'll keep you up to date all night long with this. We also have SmackDown on the other TV as we got word earlier today about Vince McMahon, 77 years old, stepping down and relinquishing his duties as the CEO of WWE. And he's relinquishing everything, creative, all that. And he sent a message to the talent um, earlier tonight as well that he was not going to be on TV, that he, he said, I won't see you, but I will be watching you. So it's it's a situation that I never thought I would live to see, Right. Now, Vince has had his issues over the last couple few months here, right? Allegations about the hush money that he paid out to various women uh, over the years, right? We got the, the uh, remember, we tried to reach out to the folks over at the Wall Street Journal, but they, you know, didn't want to come on and talk about it and this, that, any other. But, you know, obviously Vince has been found that he has, you know, been putting out money to, you know, non-disclosure agreements, sexual misconduct, if you will, I don't know if it was misconduct. I think that they, I don't know that anybody has said that he raped anybody. It's not anything like that. But 
you know, look, obviously the reason that this is coming out is because somebody on the board of directors wants Vince McMahon out. Maybe they think, you know, he has about, he owns about 38% of the stock, but he has 80, over 80% of the voting power because he has class A shares, which are different than the ones when you go on E-Trade and you buy class B common stock and things like that. Well, Vince has the insider class A shares. He has all the voting power, he himself. So he owns around 40% of the stock, but he's got more than 80% of the voting power to be able to change everything. And look, here's the thing. Here's what I'll say, because a couple people have asked me already on Twitter and things like that, what are my thoughts about Vince McMahon, his legacy, and this, and the other? What do I say? He's one of the most important figures in both wrestling and television history. Now, he's done a lot of good things for wrestling, done some not-so-good things for wrestling. Was he always clean as a whistle? No. I did have to laugh when Stephanie came out and said, you know, my dad created this company. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Your grandfather created it. Your grandfather created the WWWF. And your dad, quote-unquote, bought it, although he paid off his dad but defaulted on everybody else. But, again, if you read the whole story about what really happened and how Vince got his hands on the WWWF and turned it into the WWF. And then the only reason the WWE is because the worldwide wildlife federation sued them and they lost in, in court in England wasn't even in the United States of America. They lost in court in England for all of it. So uh, look, Vince McMahon is as important to wrestling and TV as anybody you could ever come up with. He didn't invent wrestling, but he brought wrestling mainstream. He bought wrestling to a national prominence unlike anybody else. Wrestling was a regional territory sport. Now, again, a lot of people will tell you that it was better when it was just regional and it was in the territories and things like that, but he brought larger-than-life characters. He brought you the Hulk Hogan's, right? You know, obviously, you know, the run with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, that made Vince a billionaire. Stone Cold Steve Austin allowed Vince McMahon to go public and become a billionaire. Not a millionaire, but become a billionaire. So, I get it. He didn't leave voluntarily. Right? I mean, he didn't leave on his own. And let me tell you what he's also not doing. He also ain't heading down to Florida to go hang out with his wife. He ain't headed down to Florida to go hang out with Linda. She's got her own life and doing her own thing and this and the other. And he'll stay up in Connecticut. He has a condo that's close by to where their headquarters are in downtown Stanford, Connecticut. And he'll uh, either be there or he'll be at his big mansion that he's got in Connecticut. But he won't be down in Florida hanging out with Linda. And I don't want to say their marriage is a sham, but at this point, they are what they are. They stay together because of business and this, that, and the other, right? They're not they're they're married, but they're married in legalities only. You know, in the old days, yeah, before Vince became this billionaire and he went wild and you know started stooping girls in the office, and supposedly there was some talent on WWE that was asked to do some sexual favors and things like that that he had to pay his hush money and this, that, and the other. But wrestling will never be the same without Vince McMahon. The, the industry as a whole is not better because Vince goes away. I know a lot of people don't like Vince in the way his creative, you know, from the on-television product that we see, I understand that there's a lot of, like, crap because they have five hours to fill every week, not even counting NXT. I'm talking about main roster between Raw and SmackDown, five hours of wrestling during the week that they have to fill, and a lot of it is crap. Raw, most of the time, is unwatchable. SmackDown isn't bad because uh, it's an hour shorter, but seems like they have all the superstars there, right? 
they've got Roman and Paul Hay- Paul Heyman, and you know, seems like uh, Brock gets on there. They've got Charlotte Flair, right? You know, a lot of the, a lot of real superstars are over here on the SmackDown brand because that's TV. But he's changed the way wrestling is viewed and will always be viewed. And for most people who aren't big wrestling fans, and I understand, like there's a lot of people that aren't really big wrestling fans. But if I told you who Hulk Hogan, if I said who's Hulk Hogan, outside of Hot Take Tommy, who had no idea who Stone Cold Steve Austin was, and I swear to God, I wanted to, I, I wanted to kick him in the stomach and stunner him so bad when he didn't even know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was, being a guy from Texas who didn't even know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. That almost made me sick to my stomach to, to do all of that. But, look, most everybody knows who The Rock is. They know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. They've heard of The Undertaker. They know who Hulk Hogan is. They know Andre the Giant, right? Probably know this. You know who Randy Macho Man Savage is? Yeah. All right. So people know these people, right? I even know who Kane is. Okay. There you go. I mean, everybody at some point. Well, they, see, here's the thing about wrestling. It's sort of like the Dukes of Hazard, right? Everybody, n- nobody admits to watching the Dukes of Hazard. But yet they were like the highest rated show weekly, right? Nobody admits to watching wrestling, but they were pulling in between the WCW and WWE products, they were pulling in 12 million viewers a week. And then the video game, too. The video game yeah. put a lot of people right. on, too. A lot right. of people play the video games. Right, exactly. Yeah, all the different machinations of all the WWE and WCW games that came out over the years, no matter what system. You know, take that system and put your Odyssey app on it, by the way, too. But yeah, you're right. The video games open up a whole other level of of things, and 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 again, while while I understand that the product is by and large a lot of crap compared to what I'm used to, they're an entertainment company. They're also a company that makes movies and videos and documentaries, and they produce different things and stuff like that. They're not just a wrestling company. They were a wrestling company in 1980 before Vince bought them. They were a wrestling company in 1982 and three when in 83, when Hogan becomes champion, you know, they were still a wrestling company. They were just ready to go on a global stage and they had a global star that moved the meter. Unlike anybody else in the history of the business with Hulk Hogan, nobody was more mainstream, you know, in the history of wrestling before the rock and Austin came along than what Hulk Hogan was, even Andre, the giant and things Hogan was the, the, the all-time box office champion for his time, right? So things are going to look a lot different. You know, Triple H is back. You know, they're, they're going to surround themselves. But I don't expect the product to get a lot better. I don't, I don't expect that. I mean, all the same guys, the, the, the Bruce Pritchards and all that of the world, I mean, they're all still there. Stephanie's still there and running it. You know, I, I think that they'll sell. And let me tell you, the, the worst thing that will happen for wrestling is if they sell it to Disney. Because then it will become a complete cartoon product. You know, and I know the WWE here recently talked about the idea of putting Monday Night Raw back up into TV 14. They've been a PG PG product, excuse me, since I think 2008, I think is when they went full on PG. And that's more for the advertisers, right? But they've talked about going back to a uh, 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 TV 14 product. That's what AEW is. If you watch AEW, they drop the you know drop the s word and all kinds of they drop swear words and all that all the time on there okay i don't know if that's going to change up the product i don't know you know again we're not going to have may young give birth to a hand again i don't know what tv14 is necessarily going to do other than you can mix a few curse words in on a promo but it's not the same and and frankly to be honest with you 
the talent's not the same. Guys didn't come up and learn their craft. Yeah, guys go through training programs. They go through NXT. But if they're going through NXT and things like that, you know, they're, they're, they're not – if they're coming up through NXT, they're not going out and learning the business the way that – they're not learning the business the way that it was in the old days. In the old days, you went out there to get people to hate you or love you or this, any other. People are too smart to the business now, right? Everybody understands that it's scripted. Everybody understands that it's, you know, predetermined and things like that. Is it fake? I'm not going to tell you it's fake. I certainly don't want to be uh, – I certainly don't want to get Dr. Death, you know, to, to hit you. But it's not fake. I mean, those those guys, you know, are stuntmen that, that do real live stuff every single week. And, you know, they don't go out there and practice going through tables. And I can promise you that Mick Foley didn't practice falling off the top of the, you know, hell in a cell and – you know, King of the Ring 98 in Pittsburgh. He didn't practice that fall. He, you know, he let The Undertaker work with him, and he kind of timed it out, and you got one take on that. And by the way, if he missed, he'd be dead. <laughs> if he didn't hit it just right, he'd be dead. So, look, it's it's a different business. It's a different industry now. I think the biggest thing about wrestling in my lifetime that I think is better is women are involved in it, and they're not just kind of, flunkies or managers or just out there for eye candy, right? I mean, there are legitimate – look, there are superstar talent. Natalia, Becky, Charlotte, you know, I love Britt Baker. I mean, you know, uh, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. There are really talented women that are able to go out there and wrestle now. You know, even back in the early 80s, you know, I loved Wendy Richter, but that was it. It was Wendy Richter versus the fabulous Moolah. Or um, what was the name? Uh, Leilani Kai, right, was the other wrestler. That was it. Then Alundra Blaze came along, right? And that was it. Medusa. Medusa came along, and she was like the only American. You have anything. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I remember Wendy Richter because of the, you know, the MTV and the uh, Cindy Lauper and all that. Wendy Richter was a hell of a performer. And then, you know, she didn't want to drop the belt. And so, you know, that, that's the, by the way, that's the original screw job, if you don't, don't know, for the WWE was when Moolah dressed up and, you know, took the belt from Wendy Richter. Uh, that was well before the Montreal screw job and all that. But anyway, um, look, it won't be the same. And and they'll have the TV product and they'll continue on. But I don't expect a lot of changes and things like that. And, and for all the bad booking that that they have nowadays that Vince is obviously in charge of, when they get it right, they get it right unlike anybody else. But when they really get it right. Like the build up to Brock and um you know to, to Brock Lesnar and uh and Roman Reigns leading into WrestleMania was fantastic. And having people like Paul Heyman. Hopefully they'll let some of the creative people get back into all of that. Hopefully they'll let some of those guys get back into doing it. I have my doubts because they're still a TV product and that's what they cater to. But we'll see. Time will tell. But the, the industry is not better because Vince is out of it. I thank Vince. He's been a, a ton to, in my life. And, you know, I, I can't thank him enough for all the great moments that he gave me in watching over the uh, decades. When we come back, it'll be time for That's Life. Way to hear the cost of this sub sandwich, plus our top 10 as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Right Now, the Game, Odyssey.com app.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. 922 live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. Dylan's a little out of practice uh, there, huh? Uh, hey, by the way, Kenny Maine is joining the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey Maine. Each week, Kenny's going to talk to athletes, musicians, celebrities, and just about anybody else. Download Hey Maine on the uh, free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site, catch them the go. Social media at 929 The Game, at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Don't I had forget. a brain fart. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget, hit us up with... Um, Hit us up with your uh, lists, by the way. Um, uh, we're going to do rank them coming up at, uh, at 1040. So uh, don't forget to hit us up with a couple of lists. I know you and Chris did some rank them uh, as well. So Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, we did rank them every day because, you okay. know, I'm good like that, man. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we try not to wear out the gimmick. You know, we, yeah, after again, it. you make it special, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's, right? There's an old thing about wrestling. You know, you don't. You don't bring the giant performer out every single week or it doesn't become special. You have to make it special. Anyway, That's right. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching about all these things. How about this? A <laughs> Jessica Lee recently uh, made a trip from Greece to Australia, okay, with a layover in Singapore. So when she got to Singapore, because she was going to be on the plane for a while and this and the other, um, she was really hungry, and she got a foot-long chicken sandwich from Subway, right? Makes sense? Subway 
foot-long chicken sandwich that she got in the Singapore uh, airport or whatever like that in the layover. Quote, I got a foot-long from Subway, and we waited so long in line for it. Then I asked the airline representatives before I got onto my connecting flight if I could take it on the plane, and they said it was fine. She said she ate half the sandwich and put the other half in a purse. Okay? Now, what does a foot long at Subway cost? But even even on the high end in, like, Singapore? Seven or eight bucks? Yeah, at most. Okay. You know, here we got the $5 foot longs. Okay. So she forgot she had the sandwich in her purse. When she landed in Perth, they started going through her stuff at Customs, right? They found the sandwich. And they looked on the list of things that she had declared, and the sandwich was not on it. Quote, I thought the little declaration thing you do is for carry-ons and your luggage, so I didn't tick chicken and I didn't tick lettuce. Chicken and lettuce, right? Well, she was given a fine for it because that violates the country's biosecurity act that was designed to prevent pests from entering the country. She was fined, are you ready for this? $1,844 for it. So that $8 whatever sandwich cost her almost 1900 bucks in fines for it. When the officer looked at us and said, yeah, this is going to be close to three grand, I just started crying and crying, Lee said. So she went to, you know, what everybody has to do nowadays. She went to social media. She went to flip-flop, okay? The Domino's Pizza account saw it. They tagged Subway. They... Subway reached out to Lee. Um, they said that although they couldn't pay the fine, they would love to help. So Subway sent Lee a voucher for $1,844 worth of sandwiches and a package of branded Subway items. No thanks. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. That ain't helping nothing. Nope. Ain't nothing. <laughs> nope. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I need Chooch. my money. <laughs> hey, Chooch, can you help me kind of, uh, you know, put a little scratchole? To the fine? Because I got to go to court and all that kind of stuff and pay right. all of it. So, um, Subway representatives told Food & Wine that, quote, if there's a lesson to be learned from all this, it's to always finish a footlong in one sitting. Can I tell you, you know why this would never happen to me? Because I wouldn't buy a damn Subway sandwich in my life dependent on it. There you go. How about that? Let me tell you, avoid that. Do like I do. I don't ever spend money at Subway ever again. You might catch me with Jimmy John's. You might catch me with Firehouse. You might catch me with um, uh, Jersey Mike's. Be sure, Panera, you sure as hell ain't going to catch me a Subway. How about that? <laughs> How's that for? $1,844. She couldn't just throw it away, like, I guess, because it already entered the country. Man, that's I guess she, didn't, she forgot it was in her purse. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Can I tell you, like, and I'm saying this with all due respect. Like, if you order a foot long, eat a foot long. That's what, you can get a six inch, right? Okay. If you, if you only want to eat a six, then get, just to get the six inch, right? It's, I don't feel bad for her. Because number one, she went to Subway, so screw her. Right. So, anyway. How about this? Um, there's a new book out by David Winkler, who is a Hollywood producer. He's the son of Erwin Winkler, who's a famous Hollywood producer. The book is called The Arrangement, and it talks about one of the things that that his dad has is is rights to the movie Rocky and, and all the sequels, right? Well... Stallone in a Sylvester Stallone in an Instagram video here recently said that, quote, it's an unbearable, worthless dreck. The painfully untalented David Winkler, who is the son of the remarkably untalented 
and uh, parasitical producer of Rocky and Creed. So here's Stallone's beef. The deal, I don't think people realize, the deal Stallone had to make, Stallone wrote the movie, so he got all the writing credit, and he wrote all the movies for Rocky. But to star in the movie, he had to give up producing rights. And that was it, because he did not, they wanted to cast somebody, but nobody knew who Stallone was in 76, right? It's not like, not like today, we know Stallone, right? Nobody knew him back then. And they wanted a star if they were going to put the movie out. So he had to, he basically traded. And he never got production rights to movies. So he doesn't have any, any producer. So he has basically zero ownership of all the rock, even though he wrote them and directed them, except the first one. He didn't write and direct the first. I think he, I think he directed four of the six Rocky movies. And he wrote, I think, five of the five, maybe all six Rocky movies or whatever like that. But he, he's never gotten production for it. And he doesn't own anything to it. And he's not happy. He's not happy about it. And he's been going off lately talking about um, just what a bunch of rats those people are and this, that, and the other. So he's asking now for the producers to give him whatever part of production that he should have for all of this. And at least give himself a little bit of ownership and give it to, um, um, give it to, he wants to pass it on to his kids and stuff like that. So at least the fa- it stays in the family or whatever like that. I understand, but that's the deal you made, though, right? Like, you, you made the deal that to star in it, you have to give up production, right? I mean, when the second one comes out, you should have, like, redone the deal. I, again, it's like, it's like, it's like these uh, musical artists that basically sign away their rights. Like, like, TLC signed away all their rights. Yeah, like, sound like the 360 deals or whatever yeah, they are? Yeah, like they, like, they complain because, like, on an album, they were getting like three or four cents is all they were getting per album. So they got some money, TLC did. But by the time you split it, you know, three ways and the little penance, everybody else made money. Well, that's the deal you signed. And that's why Taylor Swift is all mad, right? She she didn't own. Okay, well, don't sign those deals. Like, sorry, but I mean, you know, I know you want to get your foot in the music door so bad. Sign a one album deal if you can or a two album deal and do it to prove yourself or whatever. But I mean... If you sign a bad contract, who's that on? That's not on. That's not on the people who made the movie, because the Erwin Winkler, by the way, supposedly said that they had to sell like multiple cars and stuff like that to get Rocky produced. Like the way we think of Rocky now is not what the. It's like the Godfather. People didn't want to make the Godfather. Like nobody wanted to make the Godfather. So anyway, I, I feel for Stallone, but if that's the deal you signed, that's the deal you signed, buddy. All right, happy birthday uh, today to Key Sweat. Maybe one of the fathers of the New Jack Swing movement. And it is a dance party, so we'll get into some key sweat a little bit later here. But with that, tonight's top ten list. Oh, by the way, tomorrow, the Wakanda Forever trailer drops. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yes, tomorrow. I got to watch that. Yes, tomorrow, the Wakanda Forever trailer drops. That will be very interesting yes. to see what this looks like out there. Yes. Um, Tonight's top 10 list. Top 10 favorite New Jack Swing artists of all. And I'm a big New Jack Swing guy. Love, you know, anything that Teddy Riley touched. Love anything that Teddy Riley touched. So with that, top 10 New Jack Swing artists of all time, Dylan, or your favorites, Dylan, the floor is yours. All right, I'll go uh, quickly here through mine. Um, I didn't listen to too many of these people, but I obviously know of them, and I've heard a little bit of their music. So um, I know all these people are legit. So no particular order. I got Babyface. 
who not only is a great musical artist in himself, but he's a great writer as well. I mean, he's written for yeah, L. A. L. A. Reed and Babyface, yeah. obviously, because I have a I have one or two of their artists on my list as yeah. well. So. Yeah, Babyface helped not only himself but a lot of musical artists that are people's favorites today. In fact, um, L.A. Reid is married to one of the art, or was married to one of the artists on my list. Oh, very nice. So I got uh, S.W.V. as well. By the way, didn't um, who was Babyface's former wife? Oh, she. Um, I gotta look that one but up. But didn't didn't she did she end up with she ended up with somebody famous after Baby? Did she end up with Eddie Murphy? She could have. I have no idea. Okay. Um. I got Tony, uh, Tony Tone or Tone. Yeah. I got them on there. Tony, Tony, Tony is back again. Oh, they are? No, I'm just oh, singing that. I was yeah. like, what? You don't remember the songs out there? Nah. <laughs> uh, I got Jodeci as well. Um, you know, my boy Juicy Drake made a song about Jodeci. So Jodeci's incredible. Shout They're on my list as well. Um, Bobby Brown on my list as well. I got Johnny Gill, Janet Jackson. So got- is Janet Jackson, I, I, I was looking at this too. Is Janet Jackson a New Jack Swing artist? I mean, all the lists I've looked at, I've seen I've seen her on know, pretty much every you, list. I, again, I, I can find you any list, and I know that they got – I don't know that I would – I'm not I'm not just being – I don't know. No, yeah, that yeah. I, didn't ca- I, I didn't put Janet Jackson on mine mm-hmm. because I don't think of her as a – I think of her, truthfully, as a pop and R&B artist. No, that's and there fair. Is, and there Very is fair. a difference with New Jack Swing. Yeah. There is, there is – like, there's a core – Set of principles that a new jack artist has. Like there's four core principles that a new jack artist has. So mm-hmm. I just didn't when I hear her sound, I don't think of I don't think of New Jack Swing. And I know who produced her and all that. I know Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and all that, you know, did all her early stuff. I just don't think of her as much as a New Jack Swing. That's the only reason I didn't put her on there, yeah. is because I didn't look at her as a New Jack Swing artist. No, that is that is very fair. Um because I mean, to me, I, she's the same way. She's R and B and pop, but mm-hmm. you know. We'll put her on there. We'll give her respect. Um, Keith Sweat has to be on there. Yeah, he's the godfather. Yeah. Boys to Men and also have New Edition as well. Okay, so I I debated this one too. Is Boys to Men a New Jack Swing artist? It's also Fringe, yeah. Yeah, it's Fringe. They're they're on the more R&B side. I think they're more of an R&B group. I, I don't think that they are true New Jack Swing. When I, when I, hear, when I hear their sound, and I love Boys to Men – New Jack Swing doesn't come to mind. Uh, that that kind of that more classic R and B comes to mind with him. Here here's the list that I have. Mm-hmm. He sweat right there at the top, obviously. Right. I'm with you on SWV. I think SWV is very. I underrated. love SWV. Um, very underrated to ours. Joe to see, of course. Love me some Joe to see. Yep. Um, come and talk to me is one of the best New Jack Swing songs of all time. Guy, guys on my list. Got to yep. have guy. It's all on guy. There. Um, Bobby Brown uh, on my list as well. Uh, yes, I did have New Edition because they started. You know, they're one of the the early ones that started the whole thing. Ralph Tresvan. Love me some Ralph Tresvan. Love Ralph Tresvan. Now, see, another group, like Belle Biv DeVoe. I didn't consider Belle Biv DeVoe a New Jack Swing artist. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but for whatever reason, I just didn't consider them to be a New Jack Swing artist. Now, Texter has the same person I have. I have Pebbles on my list uh, as well. Pebbles? Yes, Pebbles. And she was produced by... She was produced by... When you listen to, like, Mercedes Boy... And girlfriend and all that, it's definitely got that new Jack Swing vibe. Now, maybe giving her the benefit of the doubt is a little bit less, but girlfriend and certainly Mercedes boy, that's new Jack Swing all day long. So wait, we're, we're not talking about Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa no, Pebbles. No, 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 no. The, the girl who was married to Otis <laughs> Nixon, the girl who was also the manager of TLC. She's the one that took all oh, TLC's money. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. 
she was produced. She was produced, I think, by. Um, oh man, was she produced? She went. Was she produced by Ellie Reed and Babyface at one point too? I, she was married to Otis Nixon. She was the manager for TLC, and she's the one that always was accused of taking all their money and stuff like that. But she was kind of. She was an artist in the late '80s, early '90s. Girlfriend, Mercedes boy, giving you the benefit of the doubt and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think she was produced by Tracy Edmonds. Yes, that's Babyface's ex-wife, Tracy Edmonds. And I think she, yes, she did. She was with Eddie Murphy for a while. Okay, I had that right. Um, I had Tony, Tony, Tony on my list as well. And then the former, I think they're former. I don't think they're still married. The former wife of uh, Ellie Reed, Karen White. Karen White, love me. Uh, listen, listen, love, 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 love Karen White, man. Love, love her music uh, out there. Superwoman. Um, um, uh, oh, gosh. Secret Rendezvous. Uh, love that stuff from Karen White. That's true. She's a true female New Jack Swing artist. So hit us up with your list as well, 404-741-0929. When we get back, earlier in the show, I had a chance to catch up with Tony Barnhart, the best in the business when it comes to talking college football. Love talking to Tony. What he had to say next, Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 10, the game, Odyssey.com. I'm going to roll myself up in a big ball and We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is the John Truckery Show live on this Friday evening after a fun week down at SEC Media Days. I wish it was in Atlanta every uh, single year, but uh, who knows? It will be back uh, sooner rather than later. Lots of news and notes uh, to get out uh, from the meetings uh, over the course of this week. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. He is the best in the business. You see him on SEC Network. Tony Barnhart is joining us. Of course, follow him on Twitter at MrCFB. And, you know, Tony, it's kind of funny. For all of the off-season drama that we had, really the SEC media days were just kind of ho-hum. Nobody really said anything crazy. Nobody got any papers served to them. I mean, everything was kind of kind of status quo in a lot of ways. Well, it, it was, and I think part of that, John, is the fact that we've got drama going on everywhere around us. Uh, you know, we've got we've got the transfer portal, we got NIL, we've got conference expansion. Uh, all those all those things are sort of up in the air, and, and those are the uncertain things. So everybody's, you know, happy to talk about football, which we actually had a chance to do. So. You know, I uh, Randy McMichael and I were talking about this off air the other day, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Georgia and Alabama at the top of the SEC. Do you think the gap has closed or widened as far as all of the other programs in comparison to those two? I think it's closed. The gap is still there. There's no there's no getting around that. From a talent standpoint, they Alabama and Georgia are on a different level. But 
if you took if you take Alabama and Georgia and put them off to the side and maybe take Vanderbilt and put them off to the side, 13 teams you have left, I, I think the balance in this conference is going to be better than it's been in a long time. I, I'm telling you, three through 13, anybody can beat anybody uh, the, on a given day, which is why the, 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 the who finishes second in the, in the SEC East and West is going to be a fascinating run. You know, Tony, I had a chance to talk to Brian Harson uh, at SEC Media Days and just, you know, watching. I got to watch Shane Beamer, watch Stoops. You know, I, look, understand Kirby and Nick are, you know, even as coaches looked at it a whole different level. But, boy, you look at the depth of coaching. I really like where the SEC is with Stoops and Heupel and Beamer and even Harson. I think Harson's a hell of a coach and, you know, take his some of his personal things aside – Jimbo, obviously, but you know, Brian Kelly. I mean, in most years, Brian Kelly would be the top story in a conference, but you know, he's fifth you know, in storylines this year. It really does seem like the SEC, from a coaching perspective, is in really good hands throughout the entirety of the, of the conference. Oh, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the roster goes incredibly deep of guys who have won. Shane, Beam, Shane Beamer, of course, is, a, is just is a new head coach, but you have to be impressed with what he did. Uh, in his first year, you know, we didn't know how how Josh Heupel was going to fit at Tennessee. Now we do know fits pretty well. Thank you very much. Uh, Lane Kiffin wins ten games uh, at Ole Miss. Mike Leach is the guy who's proven his third year is usually pretty good. He's got seventeen starters uh, coming back. So yeah, the 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 depth. The, Sam Pittman. How you can how can you overlook what yeah. Sam Pittman has done at Arkansas? He's got those people. They are incredibly excited. So, yeah, but this this league is very deep and really, really good coaches. Tony Barnhart joining us here in the WadeFord.com hotline. Take a look back at SEC Media Days. Talking with Greg Sankey, you know, I asked him about the idea of is there a perfect number for the SEC or conferences as a whole? And he said, well, you know, we're going to kind of watch. There is no perfect number. We're at 16. We're going to watch what goes on. Forgetting who or what may happen, do you think that 16 is where the SEC is going to stay, let's say even over the next five years, or are they going to look to purge somebody and continue to grow this thing and truthfully make a real true super conference out of it? Yeah, I don't think you add teams for the sake of adding teams. You add teams because as you look in the marketplace, you need – a larger market share. I told some a bunch of people uh, this during the course of this week. This is not about teams. This is about math. It's all about math. And 16 teams is, is an optimal number because you can play a schedule at 16 where if you stay at a place four years, you'll get to play every single team home and away during the course of your four years. I think, that, I think that's really important. Here's the other thing. You don't add teams if those teams don't bring you value. If, if the SEC's goal is to give, eventually get to $100 million a year for each of its members, if you bring in two teams, you can't just bring in two teams. You have to bring in two teams that give you at least $200 million more in terms of value because nobody's going to take less money this year than they took last year just for the sake of of adding teams. So I, I think the SEC is in a great position right now. Now, 
if you tell me that Notre Dame's going to the Big Ten, then we need to have another conversation. But for now, I think the SEC, I think 16 is perfect, and you monitor where you are in the landscape. And right now, the SEC is in pretty good position. And to that point, Tony, Sankey also talked about the idea of, you know, and it was a little bit of a shot at the Big Ten about being regional, that we're comfortable about we have our yep. footprint and all the states touch each other and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't feel like either that the SEC has to look to L.A. or, or some marketplace. Look, Charlotte, Miami, there's plenty of places that if they decide to go, they can still stay very much a regional conference, right? Right. Well, he used the word contiguous. It was in contiguous states. I think that's I think that's important to him and important to the the presidents of the SEC. And again, right now, you know, people say, does the SEC need to make a move? They made their move last year. <laughs> their move was last year when Texas and OU decided that they wanted to come. So I, I mean, you, you you've got a conference that's won 12 out of the last 16 national championships in football, and to that, you are adding two of the most storied programs and successful programs in the history of college football. So I, I would say, the you know, when, when somebody asks me about being a Super League, he says, hey, we're a Super League now. And he's right. The SEC is a Super League now. Tony Barnhart joining us here in the WadeFord.com hotline. You know, and, and you mentioned Notre Dame. I, I guess I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe as an old stubborn guy, Tony, I just have a difficult time wrapping my arms around the idea that, Notre Dame's football is going to go to a conference. And I guess what was the statement the other day? If they could get $75 million on the open market, you know, that would keep them away. But I, I just – I don't know. I, I mean, do you think it's realistic that they football-wise will be in a conference, or do we just keep believing this pipe dream that something's going to happen? Well, here's, here's the thing. They, they're obviously leaning on NBC. Uh, basically, they're telling NBC, you guys need to step up your game to allow us to remain as an independent. You've got to deal with us, uh, and you get you get the uh, you get six or seven home games on NBC a year. But you know, here's the thing: Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, this is a very incredible, uh, important moment in time because Notre Dame has more leverage right now. They've always had good leverage. But they've got more leverage now than they've ever had. And uh, Jackson Warbrick is a very smart man. So what he's got to, he's got to do, he's going to do one of two things. He is going to play this leverage into figuring out a way to get to $75 million and therefore they can remain an independent. Or the Big Ten is going to put $100 million on the table and they won't be able to turn it down. One of those two things is going to happen. As we're this close to, you know, actual football on the field and getting ready to be played, you think all of the realignment and the shuffling, reshuffling of deck chairs and stuff um, you know, on the Titanic, as we like to say, you think all of that is done for now? I mean, do you, do you think that we're in kind of a calm period and, you know, it's going to be more focused about football than some of these other off-field things? Well, here's, here's the thing. In terms of expansion, we, talk, we just talked about Notre Dame. That's a factor. But keep – Keep your eye on the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were starting to have negotiations. Maybe they could work out a collaborative relationship to, to increase their revenues from football. That obviously did not work out. So what do you do if you're the Big 12? You've got a brand-new commissioner who really has spent some, has never spent any time in college athletics but has worked for other organizations. Does he turn aggressive? Do they decide they need to go pluck four teams away from the Pac-12 
so that they feel pretty good about their future. And maybe they can even jump ahead of the ACC into that third spot. So I don't, I don't think it's over yet. Uh, I still think the Big 12 has got to figure out what they want to do. And so does the Pac-12 for that matter. Tony Barnhart joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline. I know what I'm about to ask you is very hypothetical, but was thinking about this during the week. Greg Sankey has proven to be such a leader, and and I'll I'll always go back to during the pandemic that interview on Good Morning America, and he was just this calming force in the middle of this hurricane that he just came out and said what needed to be said, and and, and has always led the SEC in such a good direction, and it got me to thinking just about the idea of. I do think at some point we're going to get a new governing body of college football, that it's not going to be the NCAA. It's going to be something else that fits more of where the model of collegiate athletics is today. Is Greg Sankey the kind of guy that you could see being something bigger than just even SEC commissioner running a new organization? I don't think ever running the NCAA because they're they're not going to be, I don't think, part of the future of football. But he just comes across as such a leader, and he's just such a great figure for the SEC conference right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, if you had to pick commissioner of college football, see, I still think college football should have its own entity uh, and because it's such a unique sport. It plays such a significant role in the overall financial health of college athletics, and if, if, and so I think I think the there needs to be a commissioner of college football, and Greg Sankey would be perfect for that. He would he would also be perfect for whatever organization replaces the NCAA to um, to govern college athletics. He is one of the most well-read, thoughtful people I have ever met, and his skill set. His skill set would uh, translate really easily into something like that. I know the SEC would hate to lose him, but he's been very involved in, in the reconfiguration of the NCAA. He sits on all those committees. So if they're looking around for a, uh, a president or whatever you're going to call it, uh, he would be an excellent candidate. Last thing, Tony, just a minute left. Um, I guess I'll be the homer here because I did vote Stetson Bennett second team All-SEC. I think that there is something to being the returning quarterback on a national championship team. And, again, a guy who threw for 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. I'm not surprised Hooker and Levis were the other two quarterbacks taken for the second and third team. But is there sort of what Kirby talked about, a bit of a disrespect about Stetson Bennett throughout even not just nationally, but specifically even in the Southeast conference itself. Well, I don't think there's any question about it. I'll tell you two quick stories. One is I'm, I'm at the Georgia Florida game. Uh, I'm outside tailgating with some friends before I go into work. Uh, and a guy, a Georgia fan walked up to me, had no idea who the guy was. He said, Tony, you know, darn well, that we can't win a national championship with Stetson Bennett as our quarterback. I said, I don't know that at, at all. I said, the guy, the guy absolutely makes every throws. The players love him. They know him as a leader. So I said, I don't see that at all. Well, what did he do? He went on to lead Georgia to the national championship. Then in June, I am speaking to a group of uh, graduates from the Terry College of Business, uh, young alumni from there, and – uh, get I do my little speech and it was either the second or the third question in the Q and A and the guy and the guy says well if St- even if Stetson Bennett stays healthy all year long do you think he'll play the whole season at quarterback for Georgia and I said you guys have got to be kidding me uh, no I 
I don't know what more Stetson Bennett has to do other than win 14 or 15 games last season in the national championship and be the MVP in both the national semifinals and the national championship game. And, oh, by the way, he's in his sixth year for, for crying out loud. So, yeah, I, I don't know what – I think it has something to do with recruiting. If you weren't a four-star or a five-star, you can't possibly be good. Uh, you're, you're fooling everybody. And I think that is that is part of it. But Stetson Bennett knows how to play football. He knows how to make decisions. And he throws the ball to the right guy at the right time. And so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big admirer of Stetson Bennett. On Twitter, at Mr. CFB, he's the best in the business. Nobody I'd rather talk college football with than Tony Barnhart. He joined us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. As always, Tony, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes here in Atlanta this evening. Okay, always good to be with you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.